Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, 202 in the nation's capital and beyond right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you missed the conversation yesterday, I was trying to advocate stump for John Harbaugh to come here and be the head coach. And I'm not so worried about the traditional process that you all are focused on. I don't care about young, innovative, and 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 wet behind the ears. You mean Jim, right? What did I say? John. God I'm going to do that so many times. That's going to be here. a frequent flyer. Oh, my God. It's like the sign that you have between you and me, XFL, which is not the XFL anymore. They are it's part like, of the UFL, though. They are part of the UFL, and apparently there's an XFL conference and a USFL conference or something like that. I think they're part of the XFL conference yes. is what I read. The sign says XFL is the defenders, not the commanders, because I think one morning I was referring to you did it like three the DC times in defenders, a row. and I called them the D.C. Commanders or something like that. So you put up a sign that is still literally kind of like the Ron Rivera do your job sign, still sitting here, and they're almost asymmetrically lined up in my vision, uh, in my line of vision towards you, man. Well, you got that pointed at me, and then you have yourself spilling all over the the, by the press by box. The, by the way, you'll, you'll love this before we get uh, to uh, Athen uh, and uh, Sanchez. Hang on, guys. So... The other day in the press box, uh, Mitch Tischler of the, um, uh, you, you know the he does the great podcast with JP. Yeah, um, I, they've changed it so many times. Beltway Football Podcast, I think, is what it's named now. I think. Please don't kill me. Uh, uh, you know, part of Monumental Sports Network and all that stuff. So Mitch Tischler looks at me. He's because he's to the left of me, and usually Craig Hoffman joins in between. Like after he gets done at MGM, he comes usually drives to FedEx Field and gets there middle of the second quarter. I said, you know, like, and he's asking me if if Craig is coming. And I said, I don't know, whatever. And I said, you know, like he he's like, oh, can you move over a little bit, you know? And and Grant's getting all mad because his line of vision uh, is affecting whatever. And I said, ah, you know, like like just. Sit, you know, like maybe sit where you're supposed to sit or whatever. And he points and he goes, well, I know where you were supposed to be sitting. <laughs> and he looks at the floor. And there's still, there is still there's nacho still cheese. cheese stains from six weeks ago. How does it smell in that press box if there's I, still nacho I mean, cheese? It smells bad just because. Worse people, than our uh, kitchen or better? No, uh, not as bad as our kitchen. <laughs> I, which, by the way, I didn't smell it today. 
it, it, it it's still bad, but it's not okay. as bad. Uh, but there's still nacho cheese stain, stainage, if you will, from where I was sitting six weeks ago. I mean, I will say that nacho cheese is nothing that was made on this earth naturally. So yeah. that might be a permanent stain Tough that FedEx get, Field has. FedEx Field might have that stain permanently. That until... might be my permanent lasting reminder to to FedEx Field. Just, you know, like I have a problem with dropping things and staining carpets because what happens is I I, I bring, wouldn't have known. I I I bring too much stuff with me and I try and balance it all and then it slips and slides all over the place and yeah, I did something here that I'm not going to point out on the radio because in case the boss is listening, nothing bad, just, you know. Don't look at the carpets. Ex- yeah, don't look at the carpet, especially near the kitchen. Uh, I might have had something to do with that. Uh, but anyway, the bottom line is that is part of my unique charm. All right, so how I ended hour number one was number seven on Hogshaven's list, allowing Kevin O'Connell to get away. The now Vikings head coach, and he's been that way for the last two years. And listen, I mean, this year has obviously been a tough year uh, for the Vikings. You you realize again, once again, why scheme and play caller is not as important as talent. Okay? Again, not that you need to be reminded of this, but you do need to be reminded of this. The correct way of looking at football is talent decides roughly 80% of it all. Maybe more. Maybe more. But definitely not less. And here's what I mean by that. The Vikings have been through musical chairs at quarterbacks. I mean, they're benching guys left and right every other day. I mean, every other series, they had a different guy, Jared Hall, this, uh, Jim, uh, Andrew Mullins, all these different guys since Kirk Cousins went out with the blown Achilles. All these different guys. Has nothing to do with scheme, has nothing to do with the coach, has nothing to do with the play caller. Kevin O'Connell's really bright. Now, he screwed up one time in Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago, but still, the bottom line is Kevin O'Connell being let go at the beginning of the Ron Rivera regime to bring in Scott Turner ultimately was a disaster, okay? And for whatever reason, it's not one that is looked upon frequently by Commanders fans or Redskins fans or what have you. It's almost like, oh, yeah, that guy. And the reason why is because Kevin O'Connell, despite now being a head coach for two years and having a lot of success last year, Kevin O'Connell was not looked upon in the same vein as Sean McVay or even Kyle Shanahan, maybe even Matt LaFleur. He was just, and Mike McDaniel. He was just like one of those guys, oh, yeah, that guy. He was here. He was here for a cup of coffee. Yeah, sure. He was the offensive coordinator in 2019. And he was. And he was. And Kevin O'Connell, I mean, I remember people telling me all the, you know, all along, that guy's going to be a stud. That guy, watch out for that guy. You know what? And I didn't know him that well. Craig knows him really well. I don't know if they still stay in contact, but Craig knows him really well because Craig was on the beat at that time. I really wasn't. But allowing Kevin O'Connell to get away has to be on that list, right? I mean, Scott Turner's a nice guy. Casper Milk Post. I mean, he's going to be, you know, probably gone if not, you know, a minute member of the Raiders staff. I saw him in the press box. Uh, not in the press box, in the coach's box on Christmas Day at Arrowhead. I was like, oh, hey, Scott, how are you, pal? 
you know, maybe he'll stay around. Nothing special by any stretch. Again, that was a big, big decision that Ron Rivera made that backfired, period. Whether he would have been able to keep O'Connell or not, probably not. But it was a backfired decision. More from the Hogshaven piece coming up, but first we get Athen aboard here uh, on the show, on the Team 980. He's been hanging on for a while. Athen, thank you for being patient. How are you? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Can I ask you a question about your name before you begin your phone call? Sure, go ahead. Okay, because I, I referred to you before uh, Matt explained it to me. Uh, I, I I said it was, uh, you know, I thought it was Ethan and maybe just spelled a different way. Athen, can you tell me the origin, genesis of the name? Yes, the, the name Athen, not spelled like Athens, Greece, but Athen, A-T-H-A-N, mm-hmm. uh, is short for Athanasios, which is Greek. Uh, and he is the uh, um, um, ancient Greek bishop from uh, the era of Christ. Nice. All right. That's an excellent explanation. It makes all the sense, and I'm glad to have you aboard. How about that? I like it. So, so thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just well, Your first caller took my main point about the offensive line, so I'm just going to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. Ron, one of Ron's biggest mistakes was, was trying to replace elite talent, like you talked about 80% of talent is what I heard you just say about mm-hmm. you know being successful. Well, he went Bruce Allen bargain basement shopping after that and tried to replace Sheriff and Williams and Rulier and Morgan Moses with with guys for the last two years that weren't that good anymore. And, you know, I I tried to call in yesterday to talk to you guys, but um, I I wanted to put this point out there as well. Ron's basically walking out of here with with a $40 million participation trophy. He'd get $8 million a year, I think, for five years. Forty million to try really hard, and and I feel bad because the guy did have cancer, and I don't wish that on anybody. Um, and but when we went away from running the football, which is the identity of this team, and the quarterback situation, listen, the Eagles were all in on getting Russell Wilson too. People forget that, and the Eagles are a model franchise that we're going to trade uh, Hertz out to Seattle to bring uh, Russell Wilson in. So they would have been wrong too. But regardless. When you get rid of the tr- the guys in the trenches, start up front, and we couldn't run the football anymore, mm-hmm. and you're trying to build a young quarterback like you are in Sam Howell, and you know what they tried to do with Heineke last year, it just doesn't work out. So pick your poison on on what the worst is with you know with O'Connell because there's there's plenty to choose from. He's whiffed in free agency, he's whiffed in the draft, but it really started with the offensive line and then snowballed from there with trying to replace the offensive line with, with guys that were way past the prime. You know, you know what's interesting here, Athan? A couple of things. One, I, I think they, you know, look, they screwed up the Trent Williams situation. Ultimately, there's nobody that can dispute that. Whatever the rhyme or reason for is what it is, right? But, you know, Charles Leno hasn't been great by any stretch, but he's been pretty good, solid, good, whatever, durable up until late this year. I like Now, there was a one-year gap in between those decisions to let go of Trent Williams and to bring in Charles Leno. I, like, I don't feel like they've totally been lost in the sauce at that particular position. But what they haven't done is because there is a gap clearly between Trent Williams and Charles Leno, and then there is a gap everywhere else or a need everywhere else where they're not good enough, it seemingly has compounded the problem, if that makes sense. You know, like you have a little bit of a loss, if not a significant loss, 
Trent Williams to whatever Charles Leno was at his very best. And and again, there is a significant gap. Um, but then left guard has been a disaster. Center, because of injuries and because of a poor decision on Nick Gates, has been a disaster. Right guard up until Cosme started kicking ass down the stretch here has been certainly not good enough. And right tackle was a mosh. So, I mean, we look at it and we say, yeah, they had all of this offensive talent and boy, how could they let Trey? And and that was the big. And and again, I'm not here to dispute that it wasn't. But I think it's systematically across the board. Like he screwed up almost at every single spot on the offensive line, not just one. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it's not just yeah. one cataclysmic decision. It's it's five positions where they just have not been good enough. Well, you take those five positions, and then it compounds on the other side of the ball, too, with the secondary, and we have the worst linebacking core you've ever seen, and, and just whiffing on draft picks and, and free agency. But, uh, and I think his, it, it, his, his major, major uh, um, uh, gaffe was pissing off Dr. Sabah. Uh, I heard her yesterday on your show. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the whole porta potty thing had had me rolling. So that was that was really good. <laughs> Doctor Sabah is gonna love that one, Maddie. Make sure you get that uh, for her because we got to pay tribute to Athen A uh, and B. She'll love that. She'll eat that up. Uh, wonderful to have you. Thank you, Athen. I appreciate it. Happy New Year, man. Thank you. I have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. I turned off the wrong button here. My bad on that. I went to go <laughs> went to go uh, change the line, and I shut off my microphone. How much of a dummy am I? All right. Joining us right now is a man that we had some fun with at the end of yesterday's show. He was so kind to point out that it is indeed my radio show and that Paulie, as usual, is wrong and should just eat it. But now it is his time to shine. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers He doesn't the know Vikings, that you can be eliminated. Be eliminated. Well, we'll see. Oh, but no, would Sam Ron! be a consideration, or is it Wentz versus t- well, Taylor? We'll see. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, he didn't know you could be eliminated today. We'll see what happens. Oh, sugar! <laughs> You guys are eliminated today. Does that make it worse, or how do you, how do you kind of view that? Your guys' goal plans for the. Well, then it'll be disappointing. <laughs> the other day, you thought Cam Girl would be a closer. Get his ass out of here. Get his ass out. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sanchez always like makes that. me laugh. Sanchez. You are one of a kind, man. You are, I, I mean, I, you're like, oh, he didn't know he could be eliminated. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we watched him uh, every time before I go off on Sundays, I, I watch his press conference, and that was just, uh, that wasn't HBO. That was just regular butt TV, man. Um, I, I was, like, in the moment, and I was trying not to cuss because uh, people listen to me. I got church folks, and my mama listens to me sometimes. So I was just trying to pull back because I think I probably had dropped so many bombs after that Cleveland game anyway. So, uh, but look, let, let, let's talk about this, right? What's Ron's specialty? Linebackers, right? Yeah. Him and Jack Del Rio were here, and they could not find a linebacker mm. that could uh, a bust a grape in Welch's backyard, mm. Russell. Mm-hmm. And that is organizational That's malpractice. Fair. That's like asking Gordon Ramsay 
to make us a ham sandwich, and it's terrible. He should know how to make a ham sandwich. That's like telling that's like Gordon burning a steak, brother. That's like Maury Povich not knowing what a paternity test is. Like, come on, man. That is the biggest thing outside of the offensive line. But your specialty, you couldn't get it right. You had bums like John Bostick, uh, David Mayo still out there. Who I mean, it, it, you cannot find anybody. Cole, I mean, uh, Holcomb. I mean, Cole, Cole, Holcomb, Cole Holcomb was drafted by Jay Gruden. By, by drafted by Jay Gruden. The problem with Cole is he was always injured, which is why they, you know, partly why they gave up on him. In addition to not wanting to pay him Martin. because he was always injured, you know. Oh yeah, Cody, Cody, Cody Martin, Martin too. That's yeah, why. but Cole Holcomb, Cole Holcomb was a part of that mix too. And and then there was the great Khalid Hudson, yeah. who everybody you know thinks is going to be you know London, the next London Fletcher. Oh, God, yeah. uh, listen, I mean, he makes a, 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 a you know a play here and there, but let's be honest, I mean, it's not like Khalid Hudson's winning uh, you know any awards and any trophies as you know the next Ray Lewis oh, yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah, and that's the thing. Jack the real work with Peter Bowler, Ray Lewis. Um, and won a Super Bowl as yeah. the linebackers yeah. coach for him. And he couldn't figure it out. That's like, like, you guys, Ron was on the 85 Bears that had Mike Singletary and Wilbur Marshall, and you couldn't find a guy that was like 25% of the cats. Yeah. They couldn't bag groceries at 7-Eleven, brother. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That, that to me, is So the you think the, the linebacking uh, situation and not being proficient in that is more – I guess of a failure than anything else, or just a big it's failure. It's a lay. It's a big. It was a layup because that's your specialty. Yeah. That's supposed to be. That you're the Picasso of that position. That's what you're supposed to be. But maybe you when you maybe when, maybe when you're yeah. of that mentality, maybe you think you can turn anybody into again the next Luke Keekley, the next you know whatever. Are you, you saying? You know, he, you know what I'm saying? Are you saying it was arrogant? You said that yeah. You said it right there. I think defiance, arrogance. That's the whole thing yeah. with it. Yeah, that, I, that's the whole thing that de- describes his tenure. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> like if you yep. think if you think about like I know a lot of people. You know, and again, we we talked about this earlier. Now we're. Not, I am not convinced. You know, going back to the 2020 draft, right? I am not convinced if they didn't take Chase Young that they would have taken a quarterback. I, I just don't think they were smart enough to do that. I don't think they were uh, – I, I don't think they were, maybe were allowed to do that or or thought that was what they should do. Again, unless Joe Burrow had somehow dropped to number two or they had been number one or whatever. I think they would have drafted – a lot of people don't talk about this. I think they would have drafted Andrew Thomas or Jeffrey Okuda. Th- who went three and then four to Detroit and the Giants? Lord, I think they would have drafted them if they didn't chase. Uh, if they didn't draft Chase Young, not a quarterback. I don't think they were smart enough to draft Justin Herbert. No, they, they, anything that's been easy or layup perceived, they've always made it more difficult. So yeah, I, I mean, but that that's just the genesis of everything. It's a primordial ooze of what has been the problem. With Ron Vera in this team. Wait, that that's her. That's her. A primordial ooze. 
I like that. Yeah, the beginning. I, there I, you go. I, I like that, Sanchez. I got two degrees, Chris. I got two degrees. Sanchez, I gotta, um, you know, I got to use them somehow. Yeah, Sanchez, you you you've <laughs> never been accused of being a dumbass by any stretch of the except for maybe, <laughs> except for maybe getting hitched to a cowboy fan. That's the only thing that that's the only knock hey. against your arm. Saucy in a good way, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, I need it though. You know, uh, like I, I said, her husband. She married a great guy, so. You know, primordial lose. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs> I appreciate you, Sanchez. As always, good to hear from you. More of your calls coming up. 301-230-098. Plus, there's a list that the NFLPA has put out. That the NFLPA, a survey that identifies the top coordinators ahead of the head coaching cycle. Who's on it? Who's not on it? And who could be coming here? We'll tackle that next right here on the team. 980 in the Odyssey app. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Uh, Dr. Savaz weighed in on the worst decision of the Ron Rivera era. And to no surprise... It was the thing that has driven her crazy the most since last January 1st, which was going back to Commander Carson instead of her guy, Taylor Heineke. Uh, again, I, I I didn't disagree with the move at the time, and I, I still think it was what I would have done, uh, which would have made me a loser, I guess, just like Ron and the Commanders that day. But, um, you know, Taylor Heineke was not playing great by any stretch uh, leading into that. He w- Maybe he wasn't playing poor, but he certainly was not playing good enough. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I, I respect the hell out of Dr. Sabah. She's a big part of the show, uh, and she's, you know, very loyal and, and all of that. Uh, but, but, you know, we, we respectfully disagree uh, with each other. All right, a couple of things that I wanted to clear up. Uh, I saw this on Hoffman's Twitter, uh, and uh, he tweeted it, so I, I saw it and I responded. It was part of a Pro Football Network tweet. Uh, which reported that the Lions offensive coordinator, Boy Wonder Ben, Ben Johnson, will be the top head coaching candidate on the Carolina Panthers list, according to my friend Adam Kaplan. I've known Adam 
you know, for 13, 14 years. Good guy uh, out of Philadelphia, you know, has bounced around. He's worked at ESPN, what have you, Sirius XM. Uh, now does some work for Pro Football Network. Maybe we should try and get him on. He said, you know, sources who had worked with Johnson say he's, quote, wise beyond his years and is ready to lead a team. End quote. Okay. So to which Hoffman responded, he literally turned them down last year before Tepper threw a drink on a fan, traded away what will be the number one overall pick in this draft, and fired the coach he hired instead, which is all true. David Tepper is a world-class jackass. I don't care how feisty, competitive, passionate he is. And, you know, he didn't say he was sorry in his response to the $300,000 fine. And let's be honest, a $300,000 fine to David Tepper is like, what, Natty? Like a ham sandwich to you and me. Okay? Please, give me a break. The NFL did nothing. And Hoffman, you know, continued, and rightfully so, I'll be moderately surprised if Johnson even takes an interview here or there in Carolina. Now, here's where I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if Tepper's of the mode, I know that I'm fighting a perception battle, which I think is unfair, but I know I'm fighting a perception battle, that I fire coaches too quickly, that I'm a hothead, that I'm an asswipe, you know, all of this stuff. I'm going to give... Ben Johnson, a 10-year contract, John Gruden style in Vegas, Oakland, whatever. A 10-year contract. I'm going to give a 10-year contract $170 million for the total value of the contract. I'm going to give not only the 10-year, let's call it 170, an average of $17 million per, which is certainly below like what, what Bill Belichick is perceived to make, what Sean Payton is thought to have made, which is like $19, $20 million, somewhere in that range, maybe Mike Tomlin, all of that. But it is hot, way higher, way higher. That, remember the report from Josina Anderson two weeks ago that Richmond Flowers, the agent, came out and said it's a complete bullcrap about Ben Johnson demanding $15 million. Well, maybe, you know, there's something there. Who knows? I'm going to pay the guy $17 million a year, and I'm just kind of using some logic here. Ten years. Guaranteed. And, by the way, I'm blowing out Scott Fitterer, er, er, who's the GM. I'm going to give Ben Johnson, boy wonder Ben, complete and total control. And you say, that would be crazy. That would be preposterous, right? And you might be right. That's basically not exactly those terms, obviously. That's kind of what the San Francisco 49ers had to do for Kyle Shanahan. In order to get Kyle Shanahan to San Francisco from the what should have been Super Bowl champion Atlanta Falcons, they had to give him at that point, again, which was probably not unheard of, very, 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 very unusual. A six-year, fully guaranteed deal. I don't know the money, but it was I believe it was like around $5 million per year, maybe $6 million uh, per year. And they had to give him total control. And you know what Kyle Shanahan insisted on? Again, the six-year contract, which was different than the typical four- or five-year contract, harder to fire me. After the 49ers had moved on from Harbaugh, went to Tom Sula, and then went to Chip Kelly and fired Tom Sula and Chip Kelly in back-to-back one-year stints. 
and were the clown show of the NFL, even more so maybe than the Commanders or the Redskins at that point, which was hard to do. And Kyle Shanahan had all the leverage. Now, if that was in 2024, Kyle Shanahan would have probably gotten an 8- or 9- or 10-year deal, whatever the case might be, and maybe would have gotten $100 million a year. But Ben Johnson is in that possible position. That's what it I think it would take for Ben Johnson to go to Carolina, which means the Commanders and the Chargers and maybe the New England Patriots are the top three contenders for Boy Wonder Ben. Who does the NFLPA survey identify as the top offensive coordinator in their survey and list? You're going to be surprised. I'll tell you who it is coming up in just a couple of moments right here on the team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, the Capitals are off today after a disappointing loss to Josh Harris's New Jersey Devils last night, 6-3 at Capital One Arena, including Max Pacioretty's season debut off the Achilles tendon. Of course, he was one of the free agent additions that the team made over the offseason, had not played, of course, this year. They're off until tomorrow night against the very fast, very skilled Carolina Panthers who come in to Capital One Arena uh, at 21, 13, and 4. Meanwhile, the Wizards blown out uh, again last night in Cleveland, allowing 140 points. It was a banner night for NBA teams as five teams scored over 140 points. Five teams scoring over 140 points last night. Uh, that sets a, a modern NBA record. Meanwhile, we told you about this uh, an hour ago. The Blaze at Tyreek Hill's home and mansion, a nearly $7 million valued home, was started by a child in the house playing with a cigarette lighter in a bedroom. Thankfully, everyone got out. And it's being termed as an accidental fire, according to uh, the Davie, Florida fire marshal, telling that to the Associated Press. And that's what's trending. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. this up the last time we played this no this was uh you screwed this up over on b mitch and oh on b mitch and finley uh it was thriller and instead it was this song which is beat it right yes you said that this was thriller right it's off the thriller album but interesting interesting uh you know listen i'm not a music expert i like good music just not a music expert um all right, here's the deal. Before we get uh, back to the calls at 301-230-0980, the NFLPA conducted a survey, and apparently they've been doing this the last couple of years. Uh, I think I remember this, but, you know, uh, so many surveys and whatever. And, again, I am not one of these jock-sniffing maniacs out there like so many in the media are that just defend players and advocate for players and love players and swear by players and think they can do no wrong and think the the sun rises and shines in their underwear, okay? I am not one of those guys. There are many out there that like that. I am not one of them, okay? Uh, I run into them all the time on Twitter, uh, and, you know, I am not that guy. But it is important to get the players' opinions. It is important to get the players' input, right? So the NFLPA did, like, remember the end-of-the-year survey last year uh, where they, you know, ranked, like, the commanders' worst, you know, overall in terms of the worst organization overall and all that stuff, and they had different categories and whatever. Uh, That was interesting, important. That was, you know... Good weight rooms. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was all of that, right? So this survey that they did focuses around a survey done throughout the 2023 season, which was part, okay, of the union's broader report card project that launched last year. Okay, so this is kind of folded into what they unveiled last offseason and what they will continue to do. So basically, the union, again, wanted to seek the input and... They're using the results or part of the results and releasing that now because they want the players' input to have an impact on who might get hired this offseason. So what they did was they came out with the three major branches of a football team, offense, defense, and special teams. I know there are some people that think it's only about offense and nothing else matters and only about passing offense and nothing else matters. That's not how we do things on this show. Everything matters on this show. Offense, defense, and special teams. Okay. There are some people that think you can only score points by passing the football. Again, that's not how we do things on this show. Right or wrong, that's not how we do things on this show. And again, I'm proven right all the time. However, believe it or not, 
Boy Wonder Ben Johnson, who we just spent a couple of minutes talking about how he's reportedly the Panthers' top target, and you know whether he would or not, I think he would come here, San Diego, uh, not San Diego, L.A. Chargers or New England, way before coming to Carolina, unless Carolina put together a package that blew everyone out of the water, i.e., again, a 10-year, 17, 18 million per year type deal, full control, all that. The top coordinators, according to this year's NFLPA survey, ahead of ahead of the head coach hiring cycle, is not Ben Johnson on offense. Not Ben Johnson. Instead, it's the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator, Frank Smith. Who? Huh? I mean, if you've been watching Hard Knocks, you, you, you've probably seen a little bit of Frank Smith. Not a lot of bit of Frank Smith because Mike McDaniel is the star of the show there. But Frank Smith, well-accomplished assistant, younger assistant, obviously, working under Mike McDaniel. Certainly an explosive offense. I'll get to the rest of his resume and all that in a sec. But I'm color me surprised after all the media pom-poms and all of the... For Boy Wonder Ben, I'm shocked that Ben Johnson did not get the nod here. Frank Smith instead did. But you know what happened? A Detroit Lions assistant and coordinator did get nominated, did get listed. Just not Ben Johnson. Instead, it was Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, who a lot of people have thought long for is going to be a, a stud for a head coach. Now, their, their defense wasn't very good in Detroit most of the year. Their pass rush outside of Aiden Hutchinson, not very good. So people are going to look and say, well, how good of a head coach can he be because uh, their defensive rankings? That's not how people judge things in the NFL. That's how you judge things. That's how you number knuckleheads. You number nerds judge things. With DVOA! That's not how players, that's not how coaches, that's not how executives, that's not how smart people view coaches. Aaron Glenn of the Detroit Lions named the top defensive coordinator. And the son of the late Jim Fossil, John Fossil, Bones, Dallas Cowboys special teams coordinator. And maybe you can make it, listen, I mean, obviously, Brandon Aubrey's been awesome, hasn't missed a kick. Uh, Devontae Turbin, uh, and they're all coming here this Sunday at 425 with a chance to win. I mean, they're so good on special teams. Uh, But John Fossil's been doing a good job for a long time. Long time. He was named the top special teams coordinator. Okay? So, which brings us to this. First of all, according to J.C. Treader, who's the now-retired NFLPA president, according to what he told ESPN, 1,700... I'm sorry, more than 1,700 players. With pretty large sample size, considering... That, what, there's how many players in the NFL? Like 2,400 or something around that? I might be wrong by that, but it's somewhere in that neighborhood. More than 1,700 players responded to the report card survey, which will be report, uh, released in full in like late February and March, but they're releasing this now. Why? Because it makes sense. They want, they want coordinators who players hold in high regard to be head coaches. 
Because they feel if players respond like, advocate, want, whatever, for these particular coordinators, then they would make for good head coaches. There's clearly no way to absolutely know. But A, it's surprising, again, with all the, the, the hullababoo about Ben Johnson, that he wasn't number one, that Frank Smith, who lives in relative anonymity, but is part of the one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL uh, and working under Mike McDaniel and so on and so forth. Again, the survey was asked, uh, according to this article, uh, was specific about who it was asked. It said offensive players were asked to rate their their offensive coordinators, defensive players to rate their defensive coordinators on a scale of 1 to 10, meaning, you know, who they would choose on a scale of 1 to 10. So the NFLPA said, according to ESPN, 864 offensive players rated their offensive coordinators, 774 defensive players rated their defensive coordinators, and 1,025 players reported who participates, uh, I'm sorry, uh, who participate on special teams rated their uh, special teams coordinators. And so, you know, this is not a small sample size. And I don't have right now where Ben Johnson is on this list. Um, Actually, I do. How about this? I I just saw this now. You know where Ben Johnson is on this list? Not in the top five. Does that I'm surprise you? going to say seven. I, I don't have the actual oh. number. According to ESPN, Frank's the top five offensive coordinators in the NFL, according to the NFLPA player survey, Frank Smith of the Dolphins, Thomas Brown of the Panthers, who was with Sean McVay and the Rams and who's highly thought of, was the play caller for a couple of weeks. Then, you know, Frank Reich took it back and then Frank Reich got fired and, you know, so on and so forth. Brian Schottenheimer of the Cowboys, Marty's kid. Yeah. Who has long been thought of as a Neanderthal, uh, as, you know, uh, a terrible blah, 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 blah. Brian Callahan, son of Bill Callahan, the long, now longtime, I guess, Bengals offensive coordinator is number four. Kellen Moore, the former Cowboy offensive coordinator, now Charger offensive coordinator, at least for now. Number five, Ben Johnson didn't even make the list. Or, I'm sorry, Ben Johnson didn't even make the top five. Never mind the top on the list. Didn't even make the top five. I don't get that list. I mean, <clears throat> I especially I don't want to be that person. You can be circumstanced, especially with the Panthers this year, but they're not a good team. How can you put one of their coordinators in the top position? It's one of those situations where how can you be a best in the league when your performance states zero wins? Okay. And I understand that like he only has so much well, to they say. Have, they have two wins. Well, at that point, yeah. to that point, he had zero wins. Right. All right. So, so here's the deal. Okay. So I, I kind of sort of made reference to this, so I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to call you out, but I'm just trying to explain. Oh, yeah, 100%. Players yeah. don't, and, and league executives and coaches and, and scouts don't go by wins and losses. Oh, 100%. They and- evaluate people, player, you know, relationship skills, how people relate to players, how people relate to people inside the building, leadership, dynamics that are really hard to measure. They don't just look at 
where an offense ranks. See, that's that, the big. That's that the, is a big portion, and I think that that obviously they need to rate based off of that. But I feel like this is in I think the you end need of the to ga- look at everything. You have to look at everything, and in the end of the day, this is a game of right. wins and losses. But he, but here, here's okay. Yes, ultimately, but there has to be like a process leading to that, right? And what I'm saying is, most NFL people that I've been around, and I've been around some greats feel the process is much more important than the ultimate result. It's much more controllable than wins and losses. Now, whether they're right or wrong, that's the way they feel. And what I mean by that is just because the Carolina Panthers suck and because Bryce Young has not been what people thought he would be in his rookie year and Frank Wright got fired and this, that, and the other thing, doesn't mean Thomas Brown is a village idiot. No. And I don't, I don't want to state that, but no, I'm not saying you're yeah. saying that, but I'm just saying, but the perception is Matt, the perception is how could this be true? They've only won two games. How could this be true? Bryce Young is not as good as CJ Stroud. He's not as good as this guy. He's not as good as that guy. What I'm telling you is players who have been coached with, who will work with, who are in meetings, who are in film room with these guys, understand that sometimes you can be brilliant and yet, and a really, really, really good coach, and yet you can lose a lot. And and I'll give you a perfect example. Again, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, uh, Mike McDaniel, and many others were part of a great coaching staff here. And yet, all they did, for the most part, except for one year when they won 10 games, was lose. They 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 were six and ten, five and eleven, ten and six in the magic carpet ride season of 2012, losing in the first round of the playoffs, blowing a 14-nothing lead, and then four and twelve. And yet, look at that staff. Look at that staff. I would just argue if Culture is so important and making sure that the process and the people you're with are good people and all that and winning isn't as important. Why don't we have a line waiting to work with the commanders and coach and play with the commanders? Because we're all about process. We don't really care so much about wins, but we're all about process. We're off the field winning. Because like in that, that's where I'm coming from. Because you can't have an organization that's like, well, that guy's good and good to work with and nice, and on the other side be like, oh, that organization doesn't try to win; they just try and make news. And all. it's like, it kind of feels similar. I understand what you're saying. I, I do. And 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 listen again. There is there is only so much that can be said about nice guy, smart guy, great leader, great visionary, great planner. If you don't ultimately win, and if you don't ultimately have success. I mean, there are a lot of smart, smart football people that have not had success that people don't know about, that have lost head coaching jobs, lost coordinator jobs, lost jobs, period, in the NFL, careers in the NFL because they didn't win enough for whatever reason. Injuries, bad decisions made by others, weird, uncontrollable things. You know, ultimately, there is only so much you can do if you don't win. But I guess my point being is, while th- while this particular list will, some people will laugh and snicker at it. And I'm not, again, a jock sniffer by any stretch of the imagination. I don't believe what the players believe is, is all that. You know, it's like, like people say, oh, the players know. 
that the players know what they want to know. The players don't pay attention to a lot of things. The players know what they, what, what they want to know and what they desire to know. People will snicker at this and say there's no chance, no way, no way this could be legit because Boy Wonder Ben's not on the top five or because Thomas Brown is number two. And many probably haven't even heard of Frank Smith. And Brian Schottenheimer, what? Are you kidding me? Kellen Moore, what? With the way again, that they played. Again, I, this is not my list. This is the NFLPA surveying apparently over 800 offensive players. That's a pretty decent sample. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's not the whole entire league. It's a pretty decent sample. All right, I got to take a timeout. More thoughts on that. Your call's coming up 301 230 0980. What about a guy like Frank Smith, a guy in relative anonymity who's been tutoring and learning and orchestrating under Mike McDaniel, not the primary play caller, number one on this list from the NFLPA? Could he be the next breakout coaching star instead of Ben Johnson? Should Washington absolutely interview him and then interview him and hire him? Thoughts on that? 301-230-0980-301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. We come back on the Team 980 in just a flash. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L King. 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's leading ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We're going to make a quick turn here for 3 o'clock because I was blabbering so much and I went so long. So just stay with us. We'll get to your calls after the 3 o'clock top of the hour. 301-230-0980. I just gave you the top five list according to the NFLPA player survey. Over 800 offensive players. Ben Johnson not in the top five. Instead, Frank Smith, the Dolphins offensive coordinator, number one. And guys like Brian Schottenheimer, who the media has so little regard for, thinks is so terrible of course the media is a bunch of clowns I'm a part of the media I don't agree with a lot of the media I am as independent of a thinker as you are going to and and sometimes I'm way wrong and way off I am not conventional theory um like most media okay the bottom line is this the bottom line is this there's a lot of context that goes into coaching It is not just about play design. It is not just about stats and rankings. It is so far from just about that. I can't even begin to explain how big the gap is. 301-230-0980, But it does lead us to this. Frank Smith is on top of that list. He absolutely should be interviewed by the Washington Commanders when he can be interviewed. I, I the, All the rules are confusing. Should he be hired? Would you be okay if they hired Frank Smith as the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? That next, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.